uh, Namaste RA. How are you? Namaste Vedya Jam. Very well, thank you. Great. So those of you who are just joining us uh, through this uh, podcast, uh, Atreya Herbs podcast, we are here to tell you about a Ayurvedic journey or Ayurvedic uh, experience. And to share her uh, experience is uh, with us, Arya. Uh, Arya is a, a transformational intuitive life coach, author, and speaker based out of New York. Uh, she is a founder of this very unique collective uh, for coaching uh, called See You at Noon. And she does the uh, coaching for not only individuals, but also for groups. Uh, and sometimes she also has retreats where people can attend and then get great benefit of uh, uh, life coaching. So Arya is transformational coach who uh, uses dialogue and uh, journaling as the primary techniques to help her clients uh, to uncover childhood pain points, then uh, the societal conditioning that they have. And, and through this, she brings about a um, release of suffocated creativity. That's what Arya does. So we are very fortunate to have Arya in our discussion and, and tell her journey and help others to follow the Ayurvedic um, protocols or Ayurvedic steps towards healthy being, healthy living. That's what we are going to do in these uh, podcasts. So Arya, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Last time when we met, we were talking about how Ayurveda is so unique and how it inspires a long, healthy life, which is at least 100 years of living. Um, and this time, some, let's say somebody started their journey uh, into Ayurveda. They tumbled upon Ayurveda uh, by you know, being in a yoga class or... Uh, they were reading an article and they come came across Ayurveda or they were told about turmeric and then they say, what is this turmeric? And then finally they, uh, uh, you know, uh, came into the the knowledge or, or, or some base for this, the turmeric, which, which, which happens to be Ayurveda. And they come across this and then uh, they get uh, excited. And um, so... What we want to tell our uh, listeners here today is that did you get excited when you discovered Ayurveda and, and just share us, share with us the experience that uh, uh, you went through? Well, the thing is, I, I got, ex I, I guess we have to go back. Like when we think about, when I think about Ayurveda, I, as I discussed, I think last time, it's really the it's it's just so expansive. You start with maybe the turmeric, or in my case, I go back to when I was 12, standing on my head from a yogi book, a book on yoga that my grandfather had given me. So that's where I feel like it started. So when we also talked about the momentary excitement, it is, it for me, and I think this is with all of life, the slow journey is what is important to accept and embrace as a practice. So I went from maybe the standing on my head as the original introduction and then slowly became introduced 
over the years. When I met <laughs> you, that introduced me to the Ayurveda diet, herbs, and, and that kind of a practice. But it's just mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. big. I mean, it goes from <laughs> readings and lifestyle and, and everything. And yeah. we I'm, can all I'm, do I'm, it I'm... a little bit. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm, small, I'm smiling. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing here. So uh, the world turned around, uh, turned upside down when you discovered. <laughs> well, yes, because you like the turmeric is just yeah. when you see turmeric and people today, turmeric is a very it's a big thing, like even yoga. Yeah. But yeah. when we look at what is yoga really? So somebody can do a yoga class and not necessarily at that moment get pulled in in a beautiful way to Ayurveda, but it's the slow moment excitement that you get that's gradual. So mm-hmm. when we look at it as gradual, mm-hmm. we can wake up today and say, okay, for today, hmm, maybe I will try this. And then we are slowly, it's like children going to school. You don't go from kindergarten <laughs> to graduate yep, school. Yep, yep, Right. So the point, yeah. So why the, the, the simile that you gave that, you know, you got this book and um, upside down, you were, you know, on the head. <laughs> so I was that's what headstand. <laughs> headstand. Okay, great. So uh, what happens in Ayurveda is that a new perspective to how you look at the world and uh, that headstand may be easy when you're young. Uh, it may be very difficult as you age. It, the same thing happens with Ayurveda too. If you are already fixated to your ideas, your a way of life, um, it may be a difficult thing to swing because you're conditioned to do things in a certain way. Uh, so you get Ayurveda as this new uh, something exciting and you get momentary excitement. That is the point that we want to insist to all our listeners here. So what happens is people get really excited uh, because they discovered something new that is maybe hip, and mm-hmm. uh, and then they will start looking at okay, what I get, and easily get overwhelmed. So I want to you know take all of our listeners to this uh, you know very important uh, you know point that um, momentary excitement is not Ayurveda. So I just wanted wanted to get your perspective on that and how, like I, you said that, you know, I was 12 years old. That's when I discovered yoga and and, and then gradually that led to uh, Ayurveda and discovering an Ayurvedic practitioner like me. But what was, how did you, you know, uh, uh, get away from momentary excitement and, and gradually, like slowly introduce one topic or one thing at a time so that you are adjusting to this uh, new way of life? I, I think it pulls you, uh, you go back to it. So our culture as you you know, you just have to look outside the window and you're overstimulated by everything. Everything is a trend. And mm-hmm. with Ayurveda, it is, it's subtle. So I, I, I could go, you know, do the headstand and then maybe I would try something and then maybe I would fall back to mm. old conditioning because it's, it is what surrounded me. It was my culture. It's all mm. of our culture. But when we have an experience in any area of Ayurveda or uh, Hindu scripture, 
you somehow, it calls you back. And some of that would be starting the journaling, a few minutes of meditation and just questioning. Maybe, you know, turmeric is really good, but then you learn about turmeric. Like right now, I feel I'm going down this beautiful rabbit hole of Ayurveda cooking. And so mm-hmm. it's it, I didn't pressure myself. And this is what I also talk to clients about when it comes to any kind of change, whether it was going to be the Ayurveda practice or even leaving a re- relationship, whether it's a professional or personal, don't change, like don't make the change a painful thing. Mm-hmm. Think about what the change mm-hmm. is going to be. Think about maybe I'm not going to eat something that is preservative or GMO or uh, or non-vegetarian. Just think mm-hmm. about it. So you don't mm-hmm. you don't stress yourself out with the anxiety of, oh my gosh, I could never have sugar again. Mm-hmm. And I think that this way, we make it more of a conscious choice. And then slowly we ask ourselves, did I feel better after the yoga class? Did I feel better mm-hmm. after writing down my painful thoughts? Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. right? I think that's yeah. really, that's how we go. And then we just take day by day without the pressure of having to win the marathon before we've done our pre-stretching to try out running. Mm-hmm. This way it yeah. doesn't go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that a lot of my uh, own uh, clients who come to see me, they, uh, maybe about 70 to 80% of them come with this momentary excitement Mm -hmm. um, because they have seen their friend or their relative or their son or daughter or husband or, or wife has seen a change right you see why are we uh, opting or why are we taking this journey of ayurveda uh, is because we want a change what is the change the change that is um, positive uh, not only physically but mentally and spiritually uplifting and ultimately you achieve a, a long healthy life so that's the change that is inflicted by Ayurveda. And people come looking at, okay, my colleague uh, who came to you um, is doing is feeling so-and-so. And I want to have the same, you know, experience. Um, so they are excited. There's no question. But it is definitely that momentary excitement which may be initially good, but if they think that Ayurveda is just like a uh, pill pop culture where you take something and then you will get uh, a result that is extraordinary, I don't think that that is the purpose of Ayurveda because if you look at a physical change and and say that that is Ayurvedic, you know, my Ayurvedic uh, lifestyle, then Ayurveda is not doing its 100, uh, you know, percent, uh, uh, you know, change in you. So the change should be um, uh, reflected not only in the body, but also in the mind and the soul, 
there is the spontaneous joy like you know you said i started i mean to this you know a, a whole rabbit hole uh, of of joy and and i am cooking for myself so that kind of an inspiration should be there and this uh, how we want to you know uh, use momentary excitement as a checkpoint am i just coming in to just for you know catch up on a hip thing that is the ayurveda or should i completely embrace it in a way that it becomes my lifestyle and it is a lifestyle for uh, you know lifelong you know changes that we want to make so would you mind talking to us about this you know how uh, you know you said about if you have an excitement journal if you have an excitement read if you have an excitement you know think about what is um, collectively helping this this experience to be not momentary rather than it is a sensory excitement uh, so since th- we we want to d- tell our listeners what is the difference between uh momentary excitement and sensory excitement um <laughs> okay so you so, can't live life in a day that's really what it comes down to you know life is not happening in a day so if yeah. we look at ayurveda as a practice and then mm. we we have to slow ourselves down so when people come to see you or they come to see me in this moment and it really is only about this moment and even though present moment is also another trend most people don't really even know what that means because they're so excited and that excitement is false it's stimulated yes. by fear yes. it's stimulated by media it's stimulated even by the pandemic and the craziness <laughs> that is going on out there and the only way i feel any of us are really going to succeed at what we're what we want in our lives is that the joy is the internal joy it's not something that you can wear on your outfit going out into the world but it is an energy feeling and people mm. will start to feel that from you i mean mm-hmm. i i hear it with even some people that i just encounter and it it goes back to the sincerity the commitment and the earnestness you have with your life and to be prepared for the feeling better so yeah. does that make sense you know you yeah, want yeah. you have to pre- you have to really be earnest and this is something that our culture need we're, we're so conditioned so we want we need to be earnest about unconditioning and unlearning and open to things that are new things that we you know don't know just try to hear the ayurveda perspective point of view and then see what appeals to you that you're willing to commit to today i'm willing mm-hmm. to commit to turmeric mm-hmm. i'm willing to commit to like i'm in love with cardamom now i put cardamom on everything <laughs> <laughs> so i'm a card i'm a cardamom girl these days and so that's how i learn i learn yeah. by immersing myself yeah. in one thing so i understand cardamom i understand turmeric i understand my process of meditation Mm-hmm. and reading mm-hmm. so we do the spiritual reading that mm-hmm. helps to us to understand the ayurveda the yoga the practice mm-hmm. and really really vedya j it comes down to when people come to see us are you committed are you mm-hmm. willing to go slow and mm-hmm. enjoy the result of today and if you didn't get a good result today forgive yourself go to sleep 
intend that tomorrow will be another day and you'll try again. The baby gets up, crawls, walks, fall down, gets up, and then before you know it, they're running. <laughs> that's right. So that's for all our listeners, yeah, yeah, Arya. Uh, so I, I just want to remind all our listeners about this. Um, so if you come uh, with a momentary excitement, uh, it is a projection of ego. Correct. Where, right, right. So that we need to remind uh, all our listeners here, Arya, because people think that momentary excitement is great because it p- pushes out a large amounts of, you know, adrenal. Uh, I you was know, just going to uh, say that, yeah. <laughs> well, the so higher the that, excitement, the greater the low. If they don't get so momentarily excited and they ease into, it's like, again, ease into the running of the marathon. If you start out really fast, we know you're not going to end up the winner. Beautiful. Beautiful. I I like that analogy. Ayurveda is a marathon. It's not a 100 meters, uh, you know, dash run. So uh, keeping that in view. Uh, we want to tell that, you know, when ego comes in, nothing is complete. Ego is always incomplete. So, but when we take these gradual steps, like Are, you said, uh, the ego is slowly um, nullified and the sensory, uh, you know, inputs that are exciting go through the mind into our intellect and then finally reach our soul. That's how Ayurveda aligns. Uh, so a sensory experience, not big, it, it's not taken or seized by the ego. Rather, it is taken from the sensory uh, input to the mind, mind to the intellect, intellect to the soul. So th- I you know, definitely want to spend some time on this, how uh, Ayurveda is a, a sensory excitement or sensory experience that is so positive uh, rather than a, a momentary ego-based, um, you know, experience. Would you mind telling us or telling all our listeners how was your sensory, you know, um, where, where would you put yourself that these are the things that really uh, vibrated with me uh, going through a couple of your your uh, first steps? Um, you know, I started off with this. and oh, uh, So with the herbs, st- I... Yeah. yeah, herbs, herbs, or you're, you know, you're doing uh, oil, um, um, you know, massage on yourself, self-oil massage, or whatever you took up. So how did it change you to a, ha- have a better sensory experience? So what I, first I want to address the ego, and I think mm-hmm. um, what I would like everybody to ask themselves, if they really are serious about change, is that... It's a question of immaturity and maturity. So the momentary (laughs) excitement is immature. Love it. Okay. Okay. Maturity is saying, okay, I'm not that child jumping up for the ice cream. I'm going to calm myself down and I'm going to look at this, you know, as as a mature mature person. (laughs) As far as the sensory goes or how I was affected, um, this particular time with you was initially with the herbs. And then um, I started to I think you would agree with this, that we need to take care of the body first. If there's ailments, the body is going to affect the brain and the mind. 
-hmm. once we settle the body down a little bit, then we can, um, we have a clearer mind to look at the other aspects of our practice. So first it was the herbs. And mm -hmm. then I, I just became, I know I've always been curious. I was curious my entire life. So once I see something that resonates with me, I'm going to keep digging deeper and deeper. Mm -hmm. And then over the last several months, because I think it's been since September, over the last several months, I saw the timeline link up with Ayurveda from the headstand at 12 to over the years, trying out a little bit of this, a little bit of that, then falling backwards, going backwards into old conditioning, then going back, moving forward. And so mm -hmm. now where I'm at today is I just feel I feel that everything from the scriptures that I've been reading for years, like I mentioned, the Bhagavad Gita, the Upanishads, mm -hmm. even the Yoga Sutras, mm -hmm. all of them are lining up with the food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that I think is really beautiful because uh, I didn't yeah. I didn't punish myself. <laughs> yeah. So two things I hear from from this is that um, um, the the sensory uh, excitement is the key, and this uh, uh, the sensory excitement is uh, helped or. Uh, propelled by uh, either you said herbs or mm -hmm. you said diet. So which which are the two major uh, tools that we take in Ayurveda to change the physical conditioning, right? So you we take the herbs and then show because if if the body has certain you know uh, toxins or if the body's tissues are not nourished. If the metabolism is uh, not to its uh, optimal, then the mind picks up on all this and then it conditions itself it to be functioning in certain way. So a, a opportunity is given to the mind and to the body through the use of herbs, which uh, make the effort, this um, Ayurvedic uh, you know, um, journey that somebody is taking. So they are like the tools to be used, isn't it? So we are using the herbs and we are using the diet. So if somebody, I, are you telling us that, you know, you need to be willing to cook and eat or you can make uh, mindful choices? What is the best way to tell our listeners about That's it? a really, really good thing. I Because, yeah. of, because of our culture and because mm. it depends, everybody yeah. is unique, yeah. individual, and their lifestyle is so different. So somebody has to look at, what am I? What can I really control in my environment today? Am I a mother with a few children and I don't have the time to do this because I'm taking care of them? Am I somebody who has a very demanding job where I'm maybe a slave to the computer? We need to ask ourselves, where can I be responsible? What can I control in my environment today? What is not within my control? And mm -hmm. start from mm -hmm. that point. But it's really mm -hmm. a discipline. So before you go yep. to sleep at night, you need to place that intention Am I going to make this tomorrow? Am I going to do this? That's what I do. I tell myself what I'm going to do the next day. So before I go to bed, in my mind, I've already Fantastic. planned out what I'm going to do. 
And sometimes Fantastic. that may be, I really want to do, like, I, I practice pretty much six days a week. If I feel like, you know, if I feel like being naughty and having something that's not very healthy for me, maybe I'm going to do that. But like I said last time, the further I go down this rabbit hole of Ayurveda that's enjoyable, <laughs> then the less I really want to have things that might be detrimental or not very good for me, whether it's cake or whether it's a glass of wine or something. And I, I consider that really, it's a nice flow. It's not me um, preventing myself from having something. So if somebody wants to lose 50 pounds, mm -hmm. if they tell themselves, I can have that cake, I just am choosing not to have it today or now, there's less of the anxiety of uh, depriving themselves. Mm -hmm. I find that works. If mm -hmm. we tell ourselves, I have the choice I can do this or not do this. Then we take the pressure off of even the momentary fear, <laughs> not even just the momentary excitement, but we take that pressure away and we ease into a maturity of choice and knowing we have that choice. So everybody can say, I have this crazy day today. I may not be able to practice cooking Ayurveda, but maybe I can order from a healthy place and make that a choice and not be upset if it's not actually a hundred percent of what we Wonderful. really want to do. I love that because Ayurveda is not a science that is written on a stone, a carving on a stone, but it, it is more a, uh, a flexible um, science, um, which is, it is something that you can uh, individualize very much so because Ayurveda knows that every person exists in their own um, mental state and, and conditioning. So what Ayurveda is offering, as you said, uh, Are, uh, it is that what works for you, choose that and then uh, stick with it and make it a everyday sensory experience rather than a momentary experience. And this everyday sensory experience will align you to the joy of life, the true happiness, where every uh, thing that we uh, look at or that we taste, that we smell, becomes a uh, path to healthy way of being, healthy way of living. So I, I love what you said. You know, we need to think about uh, Ayurveda as a um, you know, marathon. So it, it the 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 destination is is definitely there, but the de the beauty of it is it's a destination that is not short lived but long lived. So I, I'm I'm sure that all our listeners are you know counting on how would we take now uh, one step at a time that we can, uh, you know, make this as initial momentary excitement, which is ego-based, to a, a longer uh, sensory experience that is realistic and uh, balancing or soul healing, uh, that type of an experience. So let's, again, um, uh, I want to uh, go back to your um, uh, journey that you took some herbs and, and diet um, just tell us about what uh, herbs, where where would you think the herbs came in very handy 
uh, where you felt like, okay, I, I don't know whether I can clear this hurdle. And then herbs helped you to, you know, like jump higher and then clear this. So can, can you can you tell us something about that? Well, the herbs, um, well, first I want to I tell that people what they can do to really help themselves at the beginning of the journey or even middle of the journey is how am I feeling today? How am I feeling in my mind and how am I feeling in my body? And journal about that a little bit because a lot of the times I've discovered that people don't necessarily know that they don't even feel well emotionally or physically. And that's and even if you don't know how you feel, you can write down, hmm, I don't know how I feel. And that will help you to identify how you feel. And mm-hmm. then the, mm-hmm. the herbs initially, I wasn't sleeping well. So if we're not sleeping well, we're not sleeping soundly, there, there really isn't any way we're going to see 100% clearly. We can see, uh, you know, a little, a little clearly maybe part of the day, but we're going to be tired. So I, we have to really be able to sleep well. And the herbs helped me sleep and they helped alleviate um, some joint, the joint pain that I had and the neck pain that I had. And mm. then I had to also do some more responsibility on my part, which was I could do more stretching and the stretching mm-hmm. really, um, I wanted to accelerate the process that I was already on and I didn't want to fall back and go back into not sleeping well or feeling pain. So I looked at, well, I am taking these herbs, but that's not my part. I mean, I can just put those in my mouth and swallow them. What can <laughs> I do today? Today I can stretch I could go out in nature. I make myself, no matter what I'm doing in the day, whatever Mm -hmm. work it is, I make myself stop the computer, get outside, read a hard copy of material, of book, or something that is going to be spiritual, enlightening, and grounding. And then I um, ask myself when I started with the herbs, what am I eating? Because that was going to affect my digestion. So even Mm -hmm. though the herbs were helping, I had to really make the time. And I know this is a a problem with many people, Vedia J, because I go outside, I live in Manhattan, I walk around and I look at people eating at these outside restaurants. And I'm saying, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're eating that. I can't believe they're eating so fast. How are they having how are they having a Coke? with that burrito, like, what is that going to do? So I, I said, I have to sit down and really practice eating slowly without doing anything else. And that's something everybody can look at. How am I eating? You see, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, that, yeah. That, that digestion, mm-hmm. which you can mm-hmm. talk, I'm sure at great length about how people eat and how it affects their digestion. Yeah. Um, true, uh, Ade. Um, what we want to see is uh, in Ayurveda, it's never a just a body, um, you know, experience. It's always looked upon the tripod of life, which is the um, body, mind, and soul. So if we are eating something, if you're eating just for the body, then the benefits the benefits are very limited um and if you let's say you just took the example of somebody eating you know in a restaurant and 
and they're not mindful they're not aware they're not uh, you know uh, uh, knowing what they're eating they're eating for just this momentary excitement that this also is so pleasure. juicy <laughs> pleasure. juicy so pleasure, tasty yeah. yeah so that will only be a um disease provoking type of lifestyle in from a, from ayurvedic point of view because you know you left two other components you did not eat for your mind you did not eat for your soul then what when you come out you will have cravings so you go out and you feel like oh i need to eat something else because you never satisfied yourself 100% in the three dimensions that you have in your own existence so um the life um process in, in ayurveda we call it as chetana chetana means this life experience with the life experience will become so limited and this life experiences that that are limited are the ones which make us incomplete when we are incomplete mentally we feel unsettled physically we feel unsettled and and emotionally we are a, you know like a, a mess we because we are just going through this one after the other in momentary excitements and that's what that's the whole purpose of ayurveda is to make a, embody the entire experience body mind and soul together so you brought the right point that you know people are unaware of it that's the purpose of this you know podcast that we want to inspire people yes it is okay sometimes you are with your friends and you have to eat this burrito and then coke how would you afterwards <laughs> compensate for it because you you know people should not say because you are changing the entire world is still the same you will be like oh what happened to so and so they feel yeah. so weird that should not happen ayurveda doesn't make anyone to be a sage or a, a, a rishi who is renunciated and doesn't have to do anything with the mundane life that is not ayurveda at all ayurveda is to enjoy the society life but how would you that you know exactly what you said mindfully very mindfully uh, craft out uh, and carve out your own ayurvedic way of life and see to what extent if you are taken in a compromise on something that is you know like a herb or a or a diet um how would how would that you know compensate uh, your or compromise your full body and mind soul experience so definitely are you you really touched on some of the wonderful points here today uh, we will go into uh, the next question that is are you committed you know that yes. basic question are you committed that's what we're going to take up in our next podcast so hang in there all our listeners we will come up with this uh, base question that is uh, are you committed are you ready to commit it is what we're going to discuss uh, are yes that would be wonderful thank you so much vedya jay it was always wonderful talking with you absolutely same here and uh, to all our listeners uh, make this a uh, you, your own journey uh, as we walk through thank you are for you know uh, sharing your experiences so that all our uh, listeners who have just stumbled upon ayurveda or just have taken ayurvedic journey um, your experience and uh, our discussions should motivate them to take up ayurveda as their day to day thing and then um, live a long healthy life thank you so much namaste to all of you looking forward to seeing you in the next podcast 
నమస్తే నమస్తే